I hope you're doing well today. I want to encourage you, as I do from time to time, to go to our website, uh, Healing Care Ministries. There are a number of resources there, and some of them are free. Uh, we just made access to a resource uh, called Love Freely Given. It's a six-week resource, and some individuals have said it really helped them. And I would hope that you would look at those opportunities. And plus, there's a schedule of things we're going to be doing in Healing Care Ministries, uh, seminars, uh, special resources that are coming out, and we want to make those available as broadly as we can. And we're excited to see that it's taking hold not only here in the States and Canada, but in a number of places around the world. And we want you to take a look at that. It may be something that helps you, but also helps the community of believers that you're part of. Let me say a word of prayer. Father, we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus that your precious Holy Spirit will guide our time. If there's anything that I think you've laid on my heart that I say that in some way touches others, may they bring you the glory, but may they find in that your word, your encouragement, your admonition, your instruction, for we, Lord, are here for a purpose, and we pray that we can capture that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to get right to the point today and say this. Whether you believe it or not, you are a force to be reckoned with. And if you choose, and choose even in the smallest ways, you can make an incredible difference in this world. I've been thinking back to a motion picture, Schindler's List, which is a story taken from Oskar Schindler, who was a German industrialist who ended up being deeply moved to rescue uh, a lot of Jews from the Holocaust. And it cost him deeply. And at one point, as he was deeply moved that he couldn't afford to save more, one of the Jewish leaders says this, he who saves one person can save the world over time. He who saves even one person can save the world over time. I'm sure that if you're like me, we look at the pain and the darkness that is in this world and we wonder, what can we do? It's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming that at times many followers of Christ just choose to sit back and say there's... There's just nothing I can do that's going to make any difference here. And a lot of Christians, they live average lives and they live their lives with hopes of heaven without even realizing that we can make a great difference. Do you know, both Paul and Jesus talked about the fact that we are salt and we are light. And those were to be metaphors to understand the role that we're to play in the world. We are to bring healing. We're to bring a new zest, if you will, to life. We're to be a purifying factor. And we're to be a people that are light on a hill, that show the way of the kingdom. And that, that's both individually and corporately. And so we all want to do a part. We all want to do our part 
because the task of the kingdom that God gave us is not something that can be accomplished only by one person in one place, but by all people in all places that choose to do things in the name of Jesus. So maybe right now you are deeply involved. Possibly you're a pastor or a missionary, a lay person in a church. You have a role. And for that, I, I applaud that and I thank you for that. And I'm excited. But I think there's a lot of other Christians that, wow, life's hit them hard and they're just trying to stay on their own two feet. And it it comes to them that they're not sure that they could make a great difference in other people's lives. And yet, Every one of us can. Recently, I did a podcast about the fact that you are inherently different. And today, I want to say this to you. No matter where you are and who you are, you are a force to be reckoned with. And that's why the evil one has worked so hard to beat you down and to get messages to go across your mind that say things like, you're insignificant, you're unlovable, you're unworthy. You may never make a difference. Well... That isn't what God says about you. You are a light. You are a force. And we who are part of the kingdom need each other to do even the smallest act, believing that if we do one small act to save the world, over time we can have an impact on saving the world. Richard Rohr once talked about something called quantum theology, and it has to do with light. And the point he was trying to make, and I know I've mentioned this before, that on every, any given day, at any given moment, there's a certain degree of light and a certain degree of darkness in the world. And if we choose to act in the name of Jesus with even the smallest act of light, it throws the balance it brings more light. And I know there are times when we we look and we want to make these great impressions on the world, and when we feel that we can't, we end up doing little. But the lesson of Scripture is that the smallest act in the name of Jesus can make a great difference. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said that in his parable of the mustard seed. Recently, my son Aaron preached a sermon called Mustard Seed Moments, and he had some fantastic points. And the one thing he said, the mustard seed is very, very small, but it can grow into something that's very, very big. And mustard seed is very common. And yet, we must never take it for granted because when it grows, even the birds of the field can come and find rest on its branches. And so we have, if you will, these kind of mustard seed opportunities to spread light, which means that even a small seed could end up nurturing more people than you can believe. See, you are, in fact, a force to be reckoned with. You are a person of power. It's the last thing in the world that the evil one wants you to know. And yet it's true of you. And do you know that in this very day, You will have opportunity to shed some light, to sprinkle a little salt. It may come by a simple encouraging word to someone, a small gift, a small act of care or kindness. And you look at what's happening in the world with all the violence and the war and the economy plummeting, and you wonder if it can have any impact, but the lesson of Jesus is, oh, yes, it can. 
Because in God, those kinds of seeds grow and they grow into something that is amazing. It was probably a mustard seed moment that someone else planted that brought you to faith. And I'm sure you wouldn't see that as something small. Now, now this whole idea that you are forced to be reckoned with, it's, it's not only something about what you say and what you do, but it has a lot to do with just how you live. Once you declare faith in Christ and you have his resurrection life living inside of you, whether you believe it or not, there are people and forces that watch you. And in that, we have opportunity. Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus, and the first three chapters are a lot about everything that's true of us in Christ. It's amazing. Chosen, filled with the Spirit, uh, sealed for eternity, seated with Christ in the heavenlies, all kind of great things. But then he goes on in chapter 4 to say this, I urge you. Can you just feel that? I urge you. I'm pleading with you. Can I compel you? And then he says this, live a life worthy of the calling that you have received, the calling into Christ's heart. We don't want to be called into Christ's heart and then live a life as though we have nothing to do with Christ. And so we want the qualities of Christ to be evident in our life. That's what I meant when I talked about you before. You have those qualities inside of you. That flame of the kingdom burns there. And Paul says, you want to live a life that's worthy and consistent, not worthy in the sense that I earn it, but worthy in the sense that it gives evidence of the fact that Jesus lives in me and I live in Jesus. He then gives these qualities that I think are amazing. He says, this is what it's like to live a life worthy of the kingdom, or worthy of Jesus. Be humble. Be humble. Be gentle. Be patient and loving Stay in unity with other people. Seek peace. See, he didn't say here, go do grand things. He's talking about just how we live, that how we live makes a difference. And that someday in the kingdom, if there's a way that God shows us how a daily choice we made affected the kingdom, we will see that those smallest seeds have done great things. And by the way, the idea of being humble and gentle and patient and loving and living in unity and having peace, it's in you. It is. It's already there. You have the spirit of Christ in you. What we need to do is to ask the Lord to help us access that, to grow in that. In this same chapter, Paul says, look, don't do the old things anymore. Don't live that way. Don't you know that <clears throat> you were rescued from darkness and now live in the light. Have those attitudes, the attitude of the new self. You know, I often spend time reflecting back of how did the gospel of Christ go so deeply in my life? And part of it is just people whose names you may not know who acted with kindness and care even when I was at my worst. I think of my, my friend, Evan Evans now, been together for over 50 years. 
He's a missionary, but we met in college my freshman year. And even though it was almost four years before I'd come to faith, he treated me with dignity and honor and was a dear friend and he loved me. And there was something about his life that attracted me. And I have to say that that unknown ministry to so many is part of the reason why I'm able to do the ministry that I do today. Evan Evans is a force to be reckoned with. And so are many other names that I could give to you, but I want to mention you. You are a force to be reckoned with because of the resurrection life that's inside of you and that the smallest acts of light can begin to shift the balance and open people's lives to the power of the kingdom. Think about those words. He who saves one life can, over time, save the whole world. One act of generosity, one act of kindness, one act of goodness, and suddenly there's a power in that seed that is almost hard to describe. And all of that abides in you. That's why I believe that you, you are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs>